0: Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Tipsy Theater with Tarkin. I am joined by two of the most lovely people in the entire world. Aww. I didn't say you were gorgeous, Matthew. That does not count. Uh. <laughs> Hi. My name is Tarkin Davis. I am a near 20-year vet in Stan, Virginia on the stage, whether it be acting, directing, producing, various shows over the years. Um... Last 10, I have specialized in improvisational theater, and I'm going to pass this one off to Mr. Matt, who hates doing introductions. So, Matt, what have you been doing the past oh, hey. couple of years?
1: Yeah, you know, I've done some things. With us, I've too. Here and there. Yeah. And different different things with Could different you theaters.
2: elaborate?
0: No. Well, you need to. Hold on, hold on. How about this? We, uh, <laughs> All three of us came together—myself, Mr. Matthew, and Miss Rebecca—on uh, a little show called *The Country Girl*. Mm-hmm. We did that during the, uh, the 2020 pandemic. The pandemic. Um, during that wonderful little summer, uh, we I did think it. With we Noel. were the
1: only show during the pandemic. Yeah, really.
0: Right? I mean, there was that—the the, who's coming from Mr. Claus, Virginia. <laughs> sorry sorry sure that wasn't it sorry clarence are you you
2: talking about like uh yes virginia there is a santa claus that was that's what
1: he's talking
0: i think that was pretty close that was you nailed it i nailed nailed
2: it it. nailed it (laughs) (laughs) so sorry
0: clarence but we did that one right before that show so it's summer of 2020 and that's how we all kind of met and i mean now hey we're in this nice little office room recording a podcast hey so pretty
1: crazy yeah Mm
0: -hmm. what was the last thing you did matt
1: the uh, last thing I did was... For the stage. Uh, probably, I guess it was always Patsy Cline.
0: Okay. So, uh, what, September 2021?
1: I don't know, Rebecca. When was that? <laughs>
0: Shh. August, August?
2: No, actually, I think that was like... Uh, yeah, I want to say that was summer, like July, August. Mm-hmm. I
0: yeah. want to say near the end of August, I think it might have been right before my birthday.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, it was summer. <laughs>
0: And for that lovely female voice, our guest and also part of the team, Miss Rebecca Ray. Hi. Yeah, I should get a little applause for that. Hold on. There we go. Oh, cheap. Thanks. Cheap pop.
2: That is so sweet. And I love the abrupt ending of that applause. It's hey, just you know, so, you really I mean, need a cricket sound effect. <laughs> like, I really love that. <laughs> we do need yeah. a cricket.
0: Oh, that would be great. I'll put that on the list. Hey, you yeah. know, uh, hey, inaugural episodes. So we're yeah. just working out all the kinks right now. Okay, okay. So Miss Rebecca, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, well, I—I uh, I actually, I'm—I'm I'm not quite as much of a veteran as Tarkin is, um, but I've been doing theater around here for the past few years and um, loved it. Yeah. I yeah. So I've done like yeah, The Country Girl. He mentioned that. Um, another one of my favorites was Elizabeth and Young Frankenstein. That was at Oak Grove it's during fine. 2019. Um, I also have done like nonsense, like Sister Mary Amnesia that was over like in Broadway, Broadway, Virginia, not to be <laughs> what
1: <You went> to <laughs> not Broadway? To be
2: confused with Broadway. You shouldn't tell people in, that. You
1: should just, say I know, I should just
2: be like, oh yeah, Let I performed that like M- Sister Mary Amnesia on Broadway hair flip. I mean, another um, month
0: we'll all be in Broadway.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I yeah. guess we will. Another month? <laughs> Excuse me. Spoiler um, alert. But yeah, so I I really love musical stuff, but I also really love acting as well. So yeah, I I love everything theater. Of course. Well,
0: I think that's why we're all here. We all have a love for theater.
2: Absolutely. And And for getting tipsy. (laughs) And getting tipsy. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, Yeah. so we'll we'll talk about this drink that Mm -hmm. I found. Uh, So, spoiler alert Miss Rebecca is currently in a production of Steel Magnolias Mm -hmm. uh, that the Waynesboro Players is putting on. Rebecca, you have those dates.
2: Yes, Down. I sure do. I just have and to where you know, they are. <laughs> open my phone and make sure that I'm telling you the right dates because
0: exactly we want to get that right.
2: Yeah, I do. But it is Mother's Day weekend, and it is May fifth through or five through eight, fifth through eighth of 2022. Wow.
0: Tipsy. Theater. I know. Shut up. <laughs> at its finest.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, so May 5 through 8, and also you can get tickets at uh, org. So go do that, because it's going to be a really, really awesome show. Yeah, like, it is. It's and that's it, down, in all seriousness, it really will.
0: And that's down at the Waynesboro High School, correct?
2: Uh, Yeah, so it's going to be at uh, Lewis Billman Auditorium. Oh, nice. That's yep.
0: beautiful. A uh, new Waynesboro High School Auditorium.
2: It's going to be nice, yeah.
0: It will be. And that show sure starts at 7, right?
2: Uh, I think most of them do. Are and, then the seven, and then the Sunday matinees at Yeah, and then you have a Sunday matinee. I can't remember if they're like 7 or 7.30, but I'm guessing it starts at 7.
0: Get there at 7 a.m. <laughs> and then camp outside and get your tickets right now. Yeah,
2: make sure you really don't Bring your
1: friends, it. bring your family, bring your mom, bring your... Yeah, because it's very...
0: Uh, Steel Magnolias, man. It's a... It, it's a... a, a Gut wrencher, man. It's a, it is. it's a, a heartbreaker.
2: It's like one of those. that's like it's such a good mix of like making you just laugh your ass off while also crying. So like yeah. you never know where it's going to go. Like one minute you're just like in tears with like how much you're laughing, and then you're in tears and sobbing from like how depressing and sad it is.
1: So I feel like most people are familiar with the movie.
2: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like so most people know h- it already. How does
1: the movie differ from the play?
2: Yeah, so, by the way, spoiler alert, because there were, will be spoilers. And if you don't know the play or the movie already, that is your own damn fault. Yeah, hashtag so, spoiler alert
0: for a near 40-year-old movie.
2: Yeah, it is. So, just just suck it up if you haven't <laughs> heard it before. Or just turn the podcast off. Like, just don't listen to it, because there will be spoilers. Okay, anyway, But please yes. listen
0: to this. This is a nice podcast.
2: It is. I mean... I think it will be <laughs> yeah so uh, it does differ a good bit from the movie um it's it's pretty similar but like the the biggest difference is is that you don't see any other characters in the play um, besides just the women so you have like the six women there so you have um, I'm gonna list them off and we'll see if I can get there um, you've got Shelby anel uh mali uh, Weezer, why, uh, why don't you elaborate Weezer, He's playing who and you, you interrupted my train of thought.
0: I'm so sorry. Well, I was going to say maybe best to, if you're going to say the character's name, probably who and else Truby. was playing them. Like, I know you're playing Shelby. Yes, I'm uh, playing
2: Shelby, which is really fun. Sandy
0: Belcher, who we all love and respect. Mm-hmm. She's playing Weezer.
2: Yes, she is. Diane um,
0: Kester. Who's she playing?
2: Uh, she's playing Clary.
0: Nice. Madeline Williamson.
2: Mm-hmm. She's playing Anel. Uh Lebo Champ. She's playing Truby
0: did I miss somebody?
2: Uh yes, you, we also I? have Wendy Shorky Dang as it. Malin who's <sighs> playing my mom in the play.
0: <laughs> I keep messing it up at least one. <laughs> like who tsk, am I missing?
2: Tisk tisk,
0: I know. And Danny oh. Lee as your director.
2: Yes, Danny Lee who is amazing, which I I will just go ahead and say right now. Like Danny Lee is probably one of the best if not the best director that I have worked with. Like oh, he wow. is so cool! Like I, I have nothing but respect for him.
0: Well, I know he was telling me about the the um he you you're making a music playlist for your character. I yeah. think that's really cool.
1: It is a good idea.
2: Yeah, yeah no, he helps it- get you in the mood well one of the things about shelby is that like uh she has like a radio that's playing throughout so you'll hear like different clips of it and um like during the first scene you hear like this whole thing where she's like truvi you should have a radio in here um because it would you know take the pressure off having to talk which is also kind of a half jab at her mom because her mom is pestering her about stuff and she's like it would be nice not to have to talk wouldn't it so yeah she she offers to give truvi one of her wedding presents which is a radio so for the rest of the play you have like the radio playing in the background and so um and it kind of it's just you know one of the things in the show so yeah i've been like putting together a playlist of songs for um what would be playing on shelby's radio
0: what's uh shelby's top three if she had a top three songs to choose from man top three because I know it sounds like mostly eighties.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, what, what When did this? T- when does this show take place? I assume it's the eighties.
2: Yes, it does happen in the eighties. Um, but okay. for the playlist, Danny actually told me to compile something with like in between like six, you know, sixties to eighties. Okay. So, um, yeah, mostly eighties. So smart
0: man, sixties, eighties. Well, yeah, especially
2: music. like if it's like a mix radio or something like yeah. that, like, and you know, you're. You're dealing with you know older women and stuff in there too, and they're not going to want to hear all the latest you know kid hits either. You're they want to hear all the oldies. swizzle, Shit, <laughs> t swizzle, wow. Um, no
0: Taylor Swift, no Nicki Minaj, none of that.
2: No, none of that, especially in the 80s. Oh gosh, um, but yeah. So I would say like in in uh, Shelby's playlist, one of my favorite ones uh, that I've had is uh, like Everybody Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chung. Oh, so that's
0: Everybody Wang Chung tonight. I do like that song. Yeah, so
2: that it's song. a really, really that's fun, that's fun that's one. Another one is uh, yeah. "Chameleon." The come chameleon, chameleon,
0: chameleon, chameleon. Yep.
2: Yeah, I love that one. Um, another one that's probably going to be that you will hear—that's part of the show—is actually the uh, Mission Impossible theme.
0: <laughs> that's not. No, 80s. no, sorry,
2: not Mission Impossible. Sorry, I'm thinking. He'll- <laughs> 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 Wrong one. No. Dun, dun, dun. It's sorry. It's. <laughs> It's <laughs> Hawaii Five O, actually. Okay,
0: okay. So yeah,
2: she's talking about like how she was in this beauty pageant. She's like, "Well, I should have won the year that I ran. Like my talent was very showy." And she's just like, "I had these huge fire batons and like I was dancing to the music from Hawaii Five And then like they're doing they the whole casket to sing, like a little bit of Hawaii Five O, which is kind of fun. Oh, so nice, yeah, that's nice. gonna be on the radio. You will hear that that theme Shoot, song. Shoot, man,
0: you had me really jazzed to see Truvy come out and start shooting, like dangling from the. (laughs) yeah that
2: that would have been really funny (laughs) i'm gonna do your hair upside down (laughs) yeah but yeah no besides the 80s stuff like i also added a couple of other things so like another one that i chose is like cry to me um by uh solomon burke so cry to me and do you love me do Do you you love love me?" me which yes maybe they're from the dirty dancing soundtrack Yes, yeah but in the 80s it is 80s so like so it works. still makes sense but yeah. yeah they're also they're they're um a little bit older songs in the 80s but i love both of those so they're on the playlist as well
0: so i know uh this particular show was originally cast back in 2020 during the mm-hmm. pandemic yeah how has been it been since i know you came on and you and maddie both came on in 2022 so how's it been working with the people who have like already been entrenched in these characters and just kind of popping in and being like oh hey how you doing i'm just a new person here <laughs>
2: no it's been really cool actually like cool. in a way it's so interesting to see like the difference between the people who've been because yeah they have been doing this since like 2020 and uh, my friend emma samson was actually originally cast as annell oh, um emma. i didn't actually know gotta the get her on here
0: for hot takes i know
2: i know she's great um and sadly she couldn't do that because she ended up moving to fredericksburg to um to go to school so yeah she ended up having to give up that part but she was replaced by uh madeline williamson who is amazing she's great um so yeah no but it's been really fun to answer your question and these guys it's it's cool because all of them have been thinking about their characters for so long that they just like have so many really cool thoughts and perspectives in the show so like it's I love doing like the, char- like the characterization type stuff where we're like all sitting around talking about like our characters and our viewpoints and like why someone is acting a certain way or why someone made this certain choice. And it's everyone, especially the people who have, you know, been there since 2020, like have, every- have thought everything through. Like they know their characters so well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of that is because they're pros. Like all of these people are just amazing actresses. Like they really are um but yeah no it's it's been really really fun and they've been very welcoming because like you know at first i was just like well i don't know like hopefully they like (laughs) us as well as the old (laughs) cast because it's always a little weird to you know come in and replace you know some of the original cast um but no everyone has been super welcoming and very very kind
0: sandy's the best
2: she is and yeah so for those of you who don't know sandy uh Sandy Belcher is playing uh, Weezer, Weezer Boudreaux. Oh, and that's going to be so fun. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. She is, like, one of my favorite parts, which, of course, you know, Weezer is, no- like, anyone who's ever seen the movie, like, of all the characters to remember, Everyone remembers Weezer. Like mm-hmm, there's no course. way you can't. Um, so yeah, I I've worked with Sandy before, and I I love her so much. <laughs> she does an amazing and job. Her
0: and Diane, I've seen many many times mm-hmm. over, and they're both phenomenal. I'm interested to see Lee and Wendy and Maddie. I yeah, mean, I know. Yeah. I know what you're going to bring to the table. <laughs> um, I know you're going to be amazing. Oh, and I know shucks.
1: Shelby is like a a dream role for you, right?
2: Yes, it really is. Like I. I feel so lucky to be able to play this part. I'm really happy.
0: I know you wanted Um, it for a
2: while. Yeah, yeah, I have. And so when that became available, I was like, oh my God, yes. Um, I think because like before when they were casting that I couldn't audition, I think it was because I was in another show at the time and I'm trying to remember what it was. Would it have
0: been Young Frankenstein by that point?
2: Uh, I can't remember because they were, again, like that's supposed to happen in 2020. Oh, was it
0: nine to five?
2: Actually, I think you're right. I think I had been cast in like some stuff at the Oak Grove Theater, and I wasn't gonna be able to do it because I was already cast in like in Nine to Five or yeah, one of those. Which the Oak is now Grove that shows. I got next. Yeah, and that ended up getting canceled too. So um, I was really, really thrilled. Hashtag
0: when... Screw You 2020. I know. Fuck so you. Uh, we talked about this beforehand, but uh, how did you how do you relate to uh, Shelby and her character?
2: Oh man. Like I feel like I relate to her so <laughs> so much. Like on so many levels. Like nice. especially I so I haven't really I unlike Shelby, I did not grow up with a bunch of like health struggles. You know, I was always, you know, very healthy and everything. But I do understand like her perspective of feeling trapped and feeling mm-hmm. like she is you know, something's holding her back from living, you know, and like doing doing her life so um I grew up a very sheltered kid I was homeschooled but you know I you know without going too much into that like I always felt like I wanted to get out and I always felt like I I wanted to be out there doing things and I was just held back and um she was kind of the same way but for like for health reasons so um she she yeah, she's like in the story. Like if you know it, um, she struggles with type one diabetes, and in the 80s, that was—I mean, today it's no joke. But during the 80s, that was a really, really rough sentence. Like it was very, very difficult to live with. Um, so she's struggling with that and because of that like you know her mom is like overly protective and she's just she's trying to get out like she wants to make her own decisions for once so you really see that like in the show where she's like you know struggling you know with her mom and like trying to you know gain control over her own life because she feels like she has done and for her one of those ways I think you know just as you know from my character study I think one of the ways that she's trying to gain control is by getting married because I you know in my in my opinion i'm not sure she's actually getting married for the right reasons because there are several hints in the script where you can tell that she's uh yeah she's kind of on the edge about marrying jackson and uh so that's that's very interesting and i i had a very similar experience too um growing up and then you know getting married and you know I I, I'm now divorced too and I I will say you know a part of the reason I you know that happened is I i realized that I was getting married for the wrong reasons and one of that was to take control of my life um so I do relate to her on that that um that level but also like another thing that has come up within like the past year is as far as like health struggles is um if for anyone who's familiar with the show like she goes through a kidney transplant and that for her is because of like a you know type 1 diabetes um for me i am most uh, likely down the road some some ways i may possibly have to have the same thing happen i have a rare genetic disease um, called allport syndrome and for me like what that normally shows up like in my family is uh hearing loss but what it's characterized by is um hearing loss loss of vision and also um, kidney failure so that is something that i am learning more about now that i'm kind of figuring out that I have that and um, I'm I'm having to really be careful about about that so I, I'm watching Shelby and you know part of it is you know kind of feeling like I'm, I'm watching my future in a way mm-hmm. um, but yeah so it's it's showing the struggles of that and like how you know scary that is you know it's just so much anyway there's there's a lot of layers but I feel like I really relate to Shelby a lot and I I love her character I really do
0: well, true. It's like, um, you know, with that kind of struggle, and I'm sure with Shelby's, it's you don't really know what's going to happen uh, the no, next day. Yeah. So you got to try to live every moment that you can.
2: Exactly. And, yeah, that's kind of like how I'm feeling right now. Like, you know, when... I, I mean, I've had hearing loss for a while now. Like, I first noticed... Um, some of my lack of hearing loss like when I was around 18 and because and for me right now it's not that bad because like it's usually like higher frequencies that you lose first so for Mm -hmm. me like it just gets very difficult like I'm if I'm in like large crowds and stuff like that and um but that is something that I have to take into consideration and like part of me is just like I I really want to get in and do as much as I can right now especially with like theater and music because eventually that's not going to be as easy as it was. Because most of my family, like all my, you know, my grandpa, my dad, like everyone is usually completely deaf by the time they're in their 40s. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely something I I consider when taking parts and I'm trying to, you know, fit it as much as I can right now because I I love it and I know that one day it might not be as easy.
0: True, but you also have to learn stress can kill you faster than anything else. That's true, that's true. (laughs) Be careful. I know you want to go as fast as possible. Oh, I know. You know, live life in the fast lane, as the Eagles mm-hmm. used to say. But, hey, you know, I, I did three shows in back to back to back at the Grove, uh-huh. and I learned hard then I cannot do
2: that. <laughs> yeah no i so know your totally understand that yeah because i'm I, sure you
0: know your limits
2: oh i do like i so in 2019 actually it's funny they mentioned back-to-back shows in 2019 i did four back-to-back shows <sighs> like that entire year i was always doing something i never had a break because i went from like in the beginning of the year like from january to like may it was like ring of fire from ring of fire it was like uh young no, no, no! Sorry, "Singing in the Rain" from "Singing in the Rain." It was "Young, Young Frankenstein, Frankenstein" from "Young Frankenstein." I it was like "Wind in the Willows." So it was. I, I learned from that that year to never do that. So no, I, I that is something else I'm learning is to like yes, you may you may want to you know get in as much as you can, but you also cannot
0: burn yourself out
2: burn yourself into the ground yeah because mm-hmm. that that is something i'm i'm definitely <laughs> liable Cause to like do because i we,
0: we want to keep you around for another 40 years
2: yeah and i also don't want to suck because i'm burnt out so exactly. like it kind of defeats the purpose like if you're like doing something you know you love and you just don't have the energy for it and like i yeah
0: and especially doing all those auditions unlike oh some
1: God. people
2: yeah Pff, matthew what are you talking about oh How you've never, Sir done an never had to do an audition <laughs>
1: Well, I've never had
0: to. (laughs) U-S-O-B. Yep. I would throw this drink up for you if I had more We're not resentful at all.
2: Not resentful at all. I'm sure I'll have
1: to eventually.
2: Yeah. Uh, That is... I'm,
0: I'm jelly, man. I'm jelly.
2: Yeah, and that's also the perks of being a guy in the theater like world around here, and also like of your age range. So I know, okay. But you've been in it, and you've also done like professional stuff. Tarkin, sorry. Tarkin oh, yeah, is like motioning I mean, me, like for those who can't see, and he's just like, well, yeah. What, the what, am, what am
0: I, chop liver? Huh?
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Tarkin, you're amazing. Oh, thank
0: Also,
1: you can amazing. you pass the wine, please?
0: Absolutely.
2: It's in the. Oh, um, you got this. Yep. Yeah, thank
0: you. Yeah, perks of being six free. And having help. a wingspan of, like, an eight-foot pterodactyl. <laughs> but, no, uh, really fascinating. I wasn't quite um, totally sure about your uh, the disease you um, are going through at the moment. I'm glad to hear that. I hope everything goes well going forward with that.
2: Me, too. Yeah, and it's, it's, like, one of those things where, like, we're finding out more, or they're finding out more about it, you know, every day, and there's, like, an association that I've joined and stuff, and, Come Yeah. On. So I I feel a lot more hopeful and more informed about it than I did before. So I was able to actually connect with some family members who had, you know, experienced some of that, especially like the kidney side of things and like those effects. Um, Yeah. So fun times, fun times.
0: Hopefully not a kidney transplant anytime soon.
2: Yeah, hopefully not. Um, I
0: would give you a kidney.
2: Oh, I
0: what blood sweet. type are you just out of curiosity
2: you know it's funny you ask that because I actually don't know <laughs>
0: you don't know your blood type no. I actually have you don't ever know given, either have you guys ever given blood at all
2: uh, um, I feel like I have but yeah, usually they'll tell
0: you what your blood type is I feel like
2: I, remember I have it has that. been a long time okay, yeah, I don't, so
0: I'm O positive so I'm, I'm not like the a, universal donor oh, okay. but I can give my blood to anybody who's like anything but O negative O negative is the universal blood uh-huh. donor I'm um, the other one, the not sophisticated one. I just can't give my blood to O negative. Oh.
1: Hmm.
0: But they, you guys never taken blood or anything. It's important, been... guys. It is important to uh, go to your local blood drive and donate blood, and donate plasma. You okay. have to Get paid for bl- donating plasma if you can.
2: Okay, okay. If you now can. let me just say, okay. I have tried to give blood before, and actually, like, I have a bit of an iron deficiency, so like, I was rejected, and they were just like, okay. no. Which actually, okay, okay. To to be fair, this was plasma, so I was trying to give plasma, and they were just like, "Nope, you're you're deficient and well, at least iron. you tried." So That's yeah, I did thing. try, but I didn't get far enough to have my blood type. Oh, but okay. that also reminds me. So this play actually is um, we are partnering with. Uh, a foundation so for actually you know to help like people who are like going through kidney transplants and stuff like that so we will actually be having like a drive and like we'll be having um, super cool yeah like you know uh, what am I trying to say like uh, drawings and like these prizes and stuff like that at the show to help raise money for this foundation nice Um, yeah we actually it was great like one of our first rehearsals we had a representative come and I'm trying to remember the name of the organization I should know this off the top of my head should have
0: put that on your phone I know
2: I know but it's not there so Josh. but, it's but okay. anyway,
0: if, if you go to the show, I'm sure they'll have all sorts of information. Oh yeah.
2: They're going to have that. tons of information there, but yeah, we have one of the representatives come and actually speak to the cast and talk about like his experience with having a um, kidney transplant and like mm. how it saved his life and all of that. And
0: they should have just brought Ryan in really.
2: Yeah. Or, or Ryan. Yeah. So
0: our, our, my best friend, Ryan, he had double kidney failure when he was 16, 15, wow. And, you know, so he's had kidney transplants, all that fun stuff.
2: Wow. I didn't even know that.
0: You didn't know Ryan had double kidney failure?
2: Well, I knew, I knew like, you know, he had had some, you know, health struggles and stuff like that, but I didn't actually, I didn't realize that that was part of it.
0: Yeah. Double kidney failure. He was on the transplant list and he, it was one of those where it's like, all right, you got a transplant at like noon today and it's like at 10 o'clock.
2: Wow. Uh, You got,
0: you got an hour and a half drive. Get here immediately.
2: That's insane.
0: And yeah. And Which? And now he has three kidneys. I used to always. Uh, he has three kidneys? Two of them don't work, obviously.
2: Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I was so. like, I wouldn't, never mind. I'm not going to make any stupid comments. Um. <laughs> it's all
0: right. I'll make all the jokes in the world. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, bud? <laughs>
2: But yeah, anyone who- But no, who, it's such, a,
0: it's such an inspiration to me because somebody goes through that kind of health stuff and the yeah. medication that he has to take, it's, it's rough, wow. it's
2: rough. And he's so cool. Like anyone who has ever had the joy of seeing like Ryan Moneymaker- <laughs> Well, you guys and, had the
0: pleasure of working with him in Young Frankenstein.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. he played Igor and uh, he was just freaking fantastic. Like he is like one of my favorite people in the world to work with. Like- He's just so oh, he, nice, so talented. Like, I, and I
0: got to work with him oh a lot God. during our improv days. And he's such a fun, physical oh, actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, he's Gumby, really. He
2: is. like, <laughs> And he just, like, keeps a straight face. Like, he does all the most... Cr- he does, like, the craziest shit. And, like, <laughs> yep. we... Like, the rest of us just, like, have to keep a straight face. Like, so there's, like, this one scene in Young Frankenstein where, like, my character Elizabeth is... Uh, coming in and she's like surprising her fiance which is the main character of the show and everything and igor comes in and he's like igor is like hitting on elizabeth and doing all this crazy shit like around and like i had the hardest time like not like every day every day i had to focus like on not cracking because like he would just come up with the most crazy stuff and like he he would like i i would like wear like this first stole and he would just like grab it and start like chewing on it and stuff
0: <laughs> that definitely sounds like ryan yep. oh
2: my god it was funny so the, he the
0: shit great. that comes off his head i i was
1: always amazed oh, man. There especially was so working much with amazing improv in that show yes that, that he, that you, that you know yeah he Stole the show. He really ways.
2: did. Like he, he's just amazing. And what's he's crazy is that, that, like you know, like this, he he did that despite his health. Like I remember going backstage yeah. and like he was obviously not feeling well, and I was just like, "Are you okay?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I, I'm not doing too well and stuff." And I'm like, "But like as soon as he hit that stage, like, bam, like best actor in the world," and I was just like, "Holy cow!" Like he, Ryan will never cease. Like I mean, he he never ceases to amaze me. He's, he's just one of those incredible.
0: dudes that I've seen. Um, he will feel like complete and utter crap before going on, and as soon as he's out in those lights, a flip like just switches. It's amazing.
2: It's truly, one of the things truly that, impressive. One of
0: the most amazing things I've ever witnessed, and he's so funny. He <laughs> really Dude, is. this is so funny. He is. Like, so many I, times I've done a little improv skits with him, man. It's, he's one of the few people I could respect because he'd, he'd keep up with me. And I always said, okay, that's my benchmark. Somebody can keep up with me improv-wise and just riff with me. That's a credit to them. And he's like, oh, yeah, man. Well, it's because we've been friends for so long.
2: And That helps, yeah. We have,
0: and we have no boundaries with each other. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> because we've known each other for so long.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and
0: you know, we're just that comfortable with each other. It always creates some fun uh, little improv things. Sorry if anybody's picking that up. That is a nice little
1: hand. Oh, we are rolling. in downtown Stanton. Yeah, you know, we are. Know,
2: so it's part of the they're fun, gonna
0: right? be cruising on by. Hey, you know, as long as it's not for any of us, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the main thing.
0: <laughs> so tell me, how's it been working with uh, like a Sandy, like a Diane, oh, like a Madeline?
2: Yeah, no, all of these guys are so great. Like, I mean. Holy crap, this cast. Like that was one of the things, like one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to audition for Steel Magnolia. So normally I actually have never done something with the the Waynesboro players players before. Um so I I don't know, like I was a little bit hesitant to like, you know, audition for a theater that I'd never done stuff with before, but like I did mostly just because well, Sandy was in it. Like, I that she I'm a huge, huge fan of Sandy. Who isn't? Uh, a fan uh, of Sandy. I know, I know. She's just mm-hmm. incredible. She directs, she acts, she sings. She's just the most badass actress around here. Like, she really is. Like, I
0: and she's she I think she was the first director I worked with. Of okay, players
2: really? Okay,
0: during uh City of Angels, which Danny Lee was actually one of the stars in that.
2: Nice, so okay, it's a nice
0: little role
1: reverse.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Um, But I knew she was in it, and um, of course, like, Excuse me. Like Lee Ellis, Ellis Bochamp is in it. Um, I had seen her in other things, but I'd never actually worked with her before. Um, same I think with,
0: we. I think we all saw her. Wasn't she in Forty Five Things to Broadway at the Grove? Yes. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. She was in that. And Also, Diane Kester was also in that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I told and you that Maddie story Williamson. About like
2: all three of them were in that. Which one was she? Maddie was like she. She was like I think one of the waitresses there. So she was oh, like a okay. smaller part, but she was she was great in it. But yeah, all three of them were in that that show together. Um, so I've seen them act, you know, in different things, yeah. um, but it was my first time working with a lot of people. The only one that I was completely unfamiliar with was, um, Wendy, Wendy Shorky. Yeah. And she, she plays my mom, um, also known as Melin Eatonton and, yes. uh, Steel Magnolias. And she's amazing. Um, but yeah, she was the only one that I just had no idea who she was <laughs> so how's it
0: been working with her as a new person that you've never worked with before actually yeah. playing your mother
2: she is really amazing like i i've been so impressed with wendy like i again like i had no idea what to expect coming in and i remember in auditions um i came in and um we started kind of working off of each other and like doing some of the really tough scenes because there are several scenes where um uh the mom like Malin and uh Shelby kind of go at each other. Mm-hmm. And we were able to just like immediately kind of pick up and start working off of each other. Like she was so easy to work off of. And it was kind of an, an immediate click. And I, yeah, she's, she's just awesome. And it, it's only gotten better um, since working with her. Um, it's so much fun coming up with like all these little things um, to... Uh, to do in the show to uh, like kind of make these magical you know the little details that make it seem more realistic Um, but no Wendy's great apparently she's she's a director too and again (laughs) I'm sure that's like a uh, duh to like anyone who's around here (laughs) and like knows that Um, but yeah she's an extremely talented person she's also a teacher and she I know she does um, drama at her school as well so she so fun fact this week I know While she was doing rehearsals with Steel Magnolias, she was also in the middle of tech week and doing her own student show. Like, yeah, exactly. Whew. I I don't know how she does it. I don't like I don't know how she's not dead. But drama
0: teachers always have my utmost respect and stuff like that. Yes.
2: Um, but no, not she's, only
0: are they probably doing their own show, but they're doing all the student shows oh, too. Oh
2: man. I, I just know, like I couldn't do that, but she, she is, and she's doing an amazing job and she's still, she has like all these lines and she's just like so on top of it. So, nice. um, yeah, she's been amazing to work with. Um, yeah, I love Wendy.
0: So how's it been, uh, sliding into that character of Shelby? What's been like the biggest help for you to get into that character's head mindset?
2: Um, so I think for me, like it's been like really studying her and like her motivations and like figuring out like what makes her tick, like why she is the way that she is. So I, have done a lot of, you know, research on that. And I've also done a lot of research on, you know, what it's like to live with like the type of health problems that she does. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, so that, that's that's that been a big thing. Because um, I know,
0: like, that idea with Danny having the playlist play in your head, mm-hmm. I know that can also help be like, oh, okay, so I'm getting in, like, an 80s mood. I yeah. can't really get into the mindset of the Disney princess Yes, yeah, because that's another that. thing
2: that Daddy has been just like, okay, like, I need you to, like, be a little bit more Disney princessy. And at first, like, <laughs> I think one of my biggest fears with bringing, you know, coming to Shelby was that I, she would be more... Um, I don't know. I didn't want her to be kind of a dumb blonde type of thing or like be too... I, I, I wanted her to have substance. Like yeah,
0: because I, I like the Julia Roberts.
2: Yeah, Julia mean. Roberts did a wonderful job.
0: Sometimes she can be the dumb blonde. Mm-hmm. And I've, I have think I've heard of a couple of performances where, yeah, Shelby can be stereotypically the dumb blonde of the group. Yes, yeah. But I feel like that's just, oh, that's just an excuse to write that character off. No, that's not, nothing we need to watch.
2: Yes, yeah. And I think, um, my my thing is I, I probably tended to, like, because I relate to her so much and I'm not really a, a super... At least I would say I'm not a super princessy person. I don't know. I could be wrong. You can you can tell me otherwise.
1: You,
0: you you give off bell vibes.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Remember, <laughs> I showed you that
0: picture from the Wolf of the Wall Street, Wolf Among Us, and you look like that character from uh, the the Snow White character. Oh from yeah, that.
2: yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, I, I guess there is a little bit of that that there um that's why i
0: wanted to do him elaborate what kind of disney princess are you
2: yeah like i think because like i kind of considered her to be more of like a Belle or something like that i okay. think i think danny is thinking more of like um
0: i think you said rapunzel tangled.
2: yeah rapunzel like from tangled and everything which, hey, great so, too. yeah I which is great that. um i just need to be like yeah I, I i have been um working on like kind of getting my energy up for that and um Trying not, you know, trying to trying to like find that balance between being like a super cheerful, full of life person because she needs to be someone that is so full of life that when when she's gone, you feel that loss, you feel that lack of energy. So it's been trying to like find like that high energy, like really happy person while also being like a genuine person and just being like, I genuinely care for people. I want to see people happy, and because she is, that's that's like one of the things. <clears throat> excuse me in the show. Um, where she you can see how she affects each one of the characters like all of them have like a character arc and all of them have changes by the end of the show as a result of Shelby doing something or introducing them to someone or suggesting something and they all of their lives are changed for the better because they know her and so that's been a really fun process trying to you know get into that character and I yeah I adore mm. Shelby
0: Yeah, sounds like you've really, really gone deep into that. Yeah, I think all
2: of us have. You know, we've all really talked about like how you know, which is great. That's
0: why I'll give Danny some really good credit on that to be able to get people to be like really deep diving into stuff. Because I mean, a lot of times, in, in especially the community theater, you have two, three months, maybe max. You're a lot of directors are really like, "Hey, you do the stuff on your own time. You come in, let's do this. Let's run it. Bang, bang, bang. Okay, we're done."
2: Yeah, no, Danny was not that way. So this is actually, from talking to Danny, and if you actually, so there are lots of interviews um, coming out from the Waynesboro Players with... um,
0: Yeah, great job on those.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Those videos are always nice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I like to make... And you too,
0: Matt. The marketing's been really good.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, So...
0: I love the players. They, I've... Worked with them since 2011. Yeah, and this is some of the like the first real marketing I've seen of them in a long
2: time. Yeah, and I will give some credit to Danny too because like Danny's actually been creating a lot of uh, content for us as well. And that's great. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's been great. Where was I going with this? I'm like,
0: ah, well, we were talking about the videos and stuff. The
2: videos, yes. Yeah. So uh, if anybody is has watched any of the interviews that are coming out, like um, Danny talks about, like how steel magnolias has been his passion project and this is something he's wanted to do for forever so this is not something he's going to half-ass and you can tell that going into the rehearsal room like and okay the reason that i love and adore him as a director is because he has a vision he knows what he wants it to look like but he still allows people to really dive into their characters and make like authentic choices to their characters. So he'll say, "Okay, like, could you try it this way? Like, does that feel authentic to what you believe your character would do?" And you can be like, "Yes, no." You can try it and just be like, eh, "This doesn't feel right." And he'll actually take you take you know you on your word for that and just be like, "Okay, if it doesn't feel right, then don't do it." You know, like he he still gives you like that opportunity to explore and also to say no if something just feels wrong, you know, like for your character, because like he trusts that this cast is doing their homework and is, you know, and cares and everyone does. Like without a doubt, everyone cares. Everyone loves what they're doing and they're pros. It's probably one of the most professional, um, hardworking, talented casts that I've ever worked with.
1: That's great. Nice. Would you, you like gotta, to tell people how to get tickets again?
2: Oh, yeah. So um, you can actually get tickets on, uh, I think it's Waynesboro mm-hmm. Um So it is, um, yeah, so it, it's in there. I don't think you can pick your seats and everything, but you can just like go ahead and like grab some tickets.
0: Well, because I know you got your tickets, Matt. Mm-hmm. Opening night. Ooh. That's right, that Thursday. I'm going to try to also do Thursday, too.
2: Yeah, and for those that didn't hear before, it is May 5th through 8th. So
0: that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe Saturday. that's seven or seven thirty.
1: Get there at seven. Just Mother's Day safe. weekend. Yeah, yeah it
2: is an Mother's Day weekend.
1: Opportunity to take your mother and to the show.
2: Absolutely, and this like this and is what mother
0: doesn't doesn't know. Steel Magnolia is at this point. Exactly. Yes,
2: especially like southern women. Like this is like
0: women in general yeah
2: women in general like even like especially in the south but like i mean like women in general like this is a celebration of women and women's friendships and like the power of friendship and
0: And the power of womanhood
2: yeah and the power of women and like what they like the steel magnolias so that really that that title like steel magnolias actually comes from like the last scene um so you know again spoiler alert for people who haven't Mm -hmm. seen it but dear god if you haven't seen it then what's wrong with you okay What rock
0: have you been living under yeah what
2: rock have you been living under so shelby which is my character uh shelby dies um of complications holy
0: shit (laughs) (laughs) spoiler
2: yeah so shelby dies sadly um, what the (laughs) hell um yeah complications and everything with like her kidney transplant things like that um and so in the last scene you you see everybody but shelby and shelby has been such an instrumental character like throughout the whole thing and is you know and she's gone like it's just like such a noticeable or at least i would hope (laughs) noticeable difference like when she's not there but um her mom lynn comes in and is talking to the women and um in the place and she talks about like how in the hospital she was you know holding Shelby's hand, and when they eventually realized that they had to take her, you know she was in a coma, and they realized that they needed to take her you know pull the plug basically and all of the men in the room, including Shelby's husband and her dad, couldn't take it like they they couldn't watch as Shelby died um so they left the room, but Malin stayed there, and she she held her hand and waited until the very end. And was there with Shelby the entire time. And she she makes this statement about, like, I thought men were supposed to be made of steel or something. You know, but it shows...
0: Made of steel magnolias?
2: <laughs> yeah. Roll credits. Wow. I
1: have to say, wow. I had the opportunity to see that scene while I was there taking mm. some um, promo shots. And yeah. you definitely don't want to miss it.
2: Oh, no. It's so powerful like that's one of those like when you see people in the scene like other actors there like sandy you know uh maddie all all those guys that are surrounding her while like she's talking about like how much pain she is in there is not a dry eye on the stage and that is not acting like i will tell you that is not acting these are women that are moms they are um they they've they've been in similar situations they've had friends who've been in similar situations and like everyone relates to that you know to some extent or knows someone who's gone through something like that and yeah and of course me i i'm off stage and like just hearing this happen and stuff like that like having you know been in all the scenes before and then just like hearing hearing all of the characters like talking about my character and stuff like that like it's just it's a really weird feeling it's really weird but it's it's so touching and uh yeah you don't you don't want to miss it, like Matt said. Oh, of
0: course, Rebecca's in it. I'm never going to miss that. Oh, shush.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we've done quite a quite a lot today. Um, any last words before we shut it off for the night?
2: Um, well, I would just say, like, you don't want to miss this. Like, this is, like, the best cast you, you need to get your tickets. So, like, buy them now.
0: They're only available While for weekend. While they're still weekend.
2: there. Yeah, and it's only for one weekend. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a bummer to me because I'm just like, especially something with this title, I'm like, this needs to be two weekends. But no, so it's only going to be one weekend, so it is limited. So please get your tickets now because this is a popular show. It has a big following. People love Steel Magnolias. So I, if you want to do something special with your mom or with your family or just you know take yourself or you know, go with your girlfriends or whatever, it's amazing. It really is.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for stopping by and talking with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: So, of course, to end this inaugural episode, since it's all about tipsiness and drinking, cheers. 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 Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful night.